0: What's up, this is Chase Young. What's up, this is Terry McLaurin. This is Carson Wentz, and you're listening to Washington
1: Football Talk Podcast.
2: There are plenty of things to say after the Commander's 23-10 to win over the Houston Texans. But at the top of the list has to be that this was a prime prime letdown spot for a team with a terrible history of letdowns and it didn't happen they went down there they got an easy, easy win a laugher a snoozer that's what good teams do and that for this organization is progress
3: orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921 Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Horseman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together.
2: What up, everybody? It's J.P. It's watching the Football Talk Podcast. It's three dudes in three very different locations, all of them undisclosed. But it's important because we're celebrating a big dub. Commanders now get to six and five on the year. The playoff talk is very real. It's Thanksgiving week and they got a winning record, damn it. And if anybody told you they thought we'd be here at the end of September, they're lying. Uh, we're brought to you by the great people at Orsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them, want you to do the exact same thing. Got to have dinner with our friend Roberto Biagio last night. Go check out Biagio at Orsman Chevy Buick GMC right there in Alexandria. Joined by Mitch and Pete.
0: Boys, how we doing? We're doing good. I mean, that game wasn't the most exciting football game in the world, but got the Commanders to 6-5, and five, a winning record, and – the best part of it for me was that the defense put their foot on the Texans throat from the start and didn't let up. Obviously the pick six is, is the big play from Kendall Fuller early on in that game, but the first two runs right at the middle from, uh, from Damian Pierce, John Allen, the first one, John Allen, you know, blew it up three yards in the backfield. The second one, Deron Payne blew him up. And from then on, they set the tone. They, they, they told the Texans, this is who we are. You're not going to be able to run the ball on us. You're not going to be able to move the ball. And, Hell, the entire first half they had five total yards of offense. It was it was a uh, it was a dominating win, and I feel like it's been a long time since the Commanders of this franchise has been in a in a game where there was no doubt that they were going to win it the entire way through, and they never they never gave they never let up at all.
4: Yeah, I think sure it would have been nice if Heineke and the offense had a little bit more of a productive afternoon. Maybe put up thirty points. Maybe it was thirty-one ten or or 28-3, to and you you avoid that last-second Davis Mills touchdown. But regardless, this was a team telling another team, we're better than you, we're more talented than you, we're going to get out to a lead, and then we're going to keep you at arm's length for the whole time we're on the field together. And there are not enough of these for Washington fans, Washington reporters, Washington players, so I think you have to cherish this one. And for them to talk all week about avoiding a letdown and then actually do it, that shows maturity. That shows that Ron Rivera has these players' ears. And I think that is really, really encouraging as we move down the final stretch.
2: Agree with your second point. Disagree with the cherish this win notion. The win was kind of junk. The Texans are terrible. Like, I think it's it's cool. They won. You move forward. But, like, I, a good team, this is completely forgettable that they won against a bad team. You know what I mean? So, uh, let's hope that a year from now or some other parallel universe, like, Oh, uh, yeah, they beat the Texans. No big deal. Um, defense was dominant. You talked about Allen. I mean, Allen's playing out of this world. Durant Payne had a great game. Payne was real smooth looking and posting. I never get to do this, but in the stock report, I got to write like 10 dudes for stock up.
0: Logan Thomas had a good game. JP, did you stock up uh, Scott Turner? Because I was concerned that they were going to come out and get away from uh, what they did uh, that got that was so successful for them on offense against Philly. And, and they didn't, they committed to the run. They got another 40, 40 runs out of, out of these uh, backs and wide receivers. It was creative the way that they got the ball. They're, they're falling in love with that Curtis Samuel end around play on, on something in short. And you know what they should, because it's working, it's working like a charm. And I think the biggest part of that, you talked about Logan Thomas, you know, stepping up and having a good game receiving, but those tight ends do when they run that, that reverse, it's, it's on Logan Thomas or it's on Cole Turner or John Bates, whoever's on the end to seal off that, to seal off the end or the linebacker that's on the outside there. And they've been doing a really, really good job of it. And uh, Pete, you called it. You said Curtis Samuel was going to have a big game and was going to get in the end zone. And he did. Yeah. That yeah
2: that was that good
4: call. That Thank you. Uh, we'll get to my other call a little bit later in the show. There's some controversy there, but regardless, Just nice to see Curtis. He's with Terry's just continued emergence and Taylor now stepping in a quarterback and Brian Robinson doing things. We there's only so much bandwidth you can devote to each player on offense, but Curtis Samuel probably deserves a little more press for how he's playing. I mean, he runs hard. He runs into tackles. He's not afraid of contact, and it's great to see him bounce up every time. And you got a one-on-one interview with him, JP, that will play at the end of the podcast where he's just like, "Yeah." Receiver, running back, it doesn't matter. Just give me the ball. And I love how Scott Turner is using him. I think this team is now justified in the major money they paid him last offseason. While William Jackson's languishing in Pittsburgh, that one was a whiff. I think this Curtis Samuel one is a hit. And overall, like it this was an ideal game. Heineke didn't do a lot, but he didn't have to do a lot. They were able to win the time of possession. It wasn't as extreme as that Eagles game. Nothing will be, but this, is, this was a more... Tame version of how Washington wants to play its ball games every weekend.
2: Well, what was funny is when I got on post game, Mitch and Santana were talking, and I mean, we all know how B is that he's he, he grades on a very harsh curve at all things, but they didn't think they ran it enough, and I was like, all right, well, like the carries would tell you differently. I mean, eighteen for Gibson, fifteen for Robinson, right, and then I, I do think there was one series in. They had—I want to say—they had first and goal inside the ten, and it was like yeah. two passes and a run there. And, and I think they should have done that differently. Um, I think the big difference today is like the volume of plays didn't approach, and probably it—it—it it, it, it probably won't approach that Philly game again. But like the volume of—they weren't good on third down again. And when you're not good on third down, like you're just not going to be able to run it as often because you're not on the field. And I think I don't think Taylor was very good. I'm just gonna be very clear. Like if it, it, it wasn't
4: a good game for him. And I think the passing game really struggled. What did he finish? 15 to 27? Yeah, and his first throw of the game should have been an interception, except that Texas TV dropped right. Yeah. That could have changed the whole afternoon. Like, that could have changed it all right there.
2: I'm I am I am celebrating the win. They are six and five legitimate playoff discussion, and they just turned everything around, and and Taylor's a huge part of that. But You can't complete 15 passes in NFL. Like They played offensively. They played good enough to beat one team in the NFL, and it was this terrible team for me.
4: It's not too often you go 3 of 13 on third down, and you are the better third down offense in the game. But uh, the Texans are 2 of 13, and that's because of Washington's defense, which a couple weeks ago before the Vikings game, I wasn't ready to call them good. I'm skipping over good. This is a great defense. The D-line is out of control. Montez Sweat popping up today, showing that he should be regarded as one of the better defensive ends in the sport. I'd love to see him be a little more consistent, but regardless, his ceiling is crazy high. Uh, It was cool to see Kendall Fuller get his first pick. JP also talks to him at the end of the podcast. Cam curls a stud. Derek Forrest creates a turnover every week. Like, all three levels of this thing are working now, and credit to Jack Del Rio. Aside from him being an idiot in the offseason and saying something he shouldn't have, he's been really really good this year and he's putting guys in the right spots and he's getting his best players on the field so again the offense left some to be desired but the defense responded time and time again and just shut down the texans damian pierce eight yards rushing his previous low on the season was 33 that's one of the best running backs in the nfl and they erased him all game long mitch tischler
0: yeah, I mean, you don't want to gloss over Dron Payne and John Allen. I mean, we've we we we've mentioned it, and it's so impressive to watch them to watch them work. I mean, you know, they're dominating the inside. They're dominating offensive lines like like we haven't seen in D.C. and hell, maybe forever. But to me, the the one of the biggest you know additions has been Derek Forrest forcing these turnovers. I mean, every defense needs a guy who's a ball hawk and finds his way to be around all the time and kind of make those big plays. And it looks like Derek Forrest is turning into that guy. I mean, every time you look up, he's making a big hit or he's catching a deflected deflected interception, whatever it may be. I mean, the guy just has a nose for the ball. And, you know, we don't talk about Cam Curl nearly enough on this podcast and about this team. He's a really effing good player. And the prospects of the secondary having, uh, you know, the safeties being – Cam curl and Derek Forrest, you know, not just this year as, you know, they're they've made this turn of starting the defense has started to play well, but that's a that's a pretty solid foundation for a future, you know, having those two guys back there. And it's been it's been fun to watch Derek Forrest, you know, come back from the injury and be able to, you know, get out on the field and play as much as as he has. And and uh, the two of those guys, Cam Curl, Derek Forrest, man, it's effing awful awesome watching them play back there. Um yeah, I, I totally agree.
2: I can't describe how much the location where I'm at sucks. But um, I think Ron, after the game – I'm, I'm incredibly angry right now. Um, yeah. Ron, after the game, made said what, what he had to. Like, anybody that thinks he had a choice in this matter is nuts. Ron says Taylor's going to be the guy. Of course Taylor's going to be the guy. You've won – What do they want, five or six since he became the starter? Four or five? Uh, Four or 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 five. Carson started the Bears game. Like, you can't change it now. And I think anybody that thinks it's locked in that Taylor's got it the rest of the way, you're nuts, too. Like, as long as it goes well, Taylor's your guy. You're not going to bench a quarterback, especially after the Philly performance. Like, of course, it's Heineke for now. Like, it's just, it's not the long-term answer, but... I think, I don't know, it, people are trying to, like, pin Ron down on, like, you know, when he made his decision. And to me, there was no decision to make.
0: Well, I think people were trying to pin him down on when, because he said he talked to both Taylor and Carson. And I think that's what people were trying to pin him down on. And at the end of the day, whatever, he talked to them whenever, whenever he he did about, you know, who was going to be the starter today against the Texans and next week against the Falcons and, I agree with you. I think, I think Taylor's the starter until he's not. You know, he's gonna as long as they're winning football games and he's playing, you know, conservative football and not losing games for them. He's, I think he's he's gonna be your starter. But, but to me, I, I love. I, I don't. Did you guys watch Carson on the sideline much today at all, or were you paying attention? Like Carson Wentz was very involved in the game and very into the into into what was going on. He obviously had the the uh the 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 earbud in where he was listening to plays but every time Heineke came off the field Wentz was one of the first guys that went over and met him they were sitting down and even before um you know any of the coaches came over the two of them were looking at the at the ipad together or the microsoft tablet whatever you know going over plays and stuff like that i mean you know for all the the talk about carson and whatever happened in indy or, or philly or whatever He's being a really good leader here, and I, I think he's. I think he's taking it. I think he's taken it well, and I think, you know, his. I, I think he's helping out Taylor a lot in terms of, you know, mindset and, and and going over stuff, and I think that matters.
4: Yeah, Ron made the only choice he could have. I think Taylor has now enough equity built up to survive one bad game. If he has an all-time Nathan Peterman-like uh, outing, then maybe that'll be enough to get Carson in there. But if he throws two picks against the Falcons last week, next week, and they lose by. Six points. Then I think Taylor should get one more shot. Um, but I'm I'm really happy with Taylor. Yeah, I I, I don't think...
2: think I don't think he has the equity because there there haven't been enough good performances either. Like like go through how many of these would you say are good? Right.
4: Um, Billy, Billy was good. I think Packers after the really bad start was good. And there's a lot of qualifiers. Right, like, like Indy was awesome, but he. Indy was, awful, was Indy was Carson awful. Carson was. Carson had the, the Yo, excellent in, in, opener, in, in, and that was in it. A, in a vacuum,
2: you're correct, but they're paying Carson 28 mil. They traded two picks for him. Like they're going to try to validate that. that. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying theoretically. I'm just trying to look at what I actually see happening in reality. Like, yeah. well, I, theoretically, I, you're correct. I, I, I just, I, I don't think this will play out. Like Taylor doesn't get the benefit of any doubt because the other guy's getting paid 28 mil. And he said that in August.
4: Yeah, I I hear you, and you're probably not wrong because that's how the NFL works. But I would would think that hopefully Ron can understand that whatever he sees out of Carson, if Carson plays again the rest of the way, in the two or three weeks that he does, the four weeks, it's not going to be enough sample size to then have Carson be your starter. Carson would have to go out and go 20 touchdowns and no picks over a month for him to be the starter next year. So what's the point? You, you try to validate it. That decision is wasted. That was a bad trade and there's no point in investing any more time. This team on defense is playoff ready and has offensive players who are playoff ready. And Taylor has shown to be a smidge better at getting this ball moving or, or helping out the defense, whatever it is. This team is better with him in the lineup. So I would hope Ron doesn't go that way, but I would also understand if he does, because that's how this stupid league works sometimes.
0: I got to be honest. I don't think it's about validating the the Carson Wentz signing at this point because I think you know to kind of you know what you got out of him and you realize that he's probably not worth the two third rounders. It's the fact that Taylor goes out there and you know whatever the the, the moxie, whatever the thing is that he has that everyone rallies around that we love and and matters helps this team as a whole. But Taylor, as a quarterback, as a player you know, hasn't gone out and won any game. He doesn't go out and win games necessarily for you. Whereas Carson at least has that, has that, has that seal, or has that, that ability to, to be a quarterback that can go out and throw for three fifty and four touchdowns. And, you know, he might throw a couple picks, you know, with it as well, but, you know, you're going to get to a point where you're going to have to score more than 17 points in a game. You're going to have to score more than the 23 that you scored, you know, against a, a really bad Texans team today to win and, and, I don't know, you know, you don't know when that when that day is going to come. You know, the Falcons aren't necessarily the highest flying team. The Giants, you know, two in a row there. You know, they they played obviously quite poorly against the Lions today. I,
2: the Falcons can score, dude.
0: The Falcons, the Falcons, my the Falcons run the ball very well. And right now, I wouldn't want to be a running back going up against this Commanders defense. I mean, I think that that that's going to be a it's going to be tough sledding for them uh next week but that we don't just get into some of that my point being carson can go out and win you a football game with his with the the talent that he has throwing up in
4: my mouth right now as you talk about this by the way this is carson won them one game it was week one against the eagles he was shouldn't have been in on an nfl field against the cowboys he was non-existent against the titans he threw an interception on the goal line against the bears they scored 12 points after a punt. Carson Wentz is not worthy of any playing time
0: for this team. No. I I, I disagree with you. I, I'm not going to Carson right now because what's happening is working. But, I like, Taylor doesn't go out and win any football games, period. And Select, selective
2: memory for young Peter Haley. Carson's, nope. Carson's not good, but neither is Taylor. And they're going to ride with Taylor as long as they're winning.
0: But that's and like – Taylor helps out this offensive line a lot in terms of his movement back there and all that. This running game was nowhere to be found when Carson was at quarterback, and part of that I think was the way that Scott Turner was calling the game. And they also didn't have Brian Robinson. They didn't have Brian Robinson, right? And they had the, the terrible version of the O line. The O line's gotten much more manageable. It had they have become they've become a good you know they've, they've they've been playing well as of late. Carson stepping in there you know, t- ticks down the offensive line play because he's going to take the bad sacks. He's going to see ghosts, all the things that we saw when we saw bad Carson. But at the same time, you know, if, if Scott Turner can call the same type of game and get 40 runs out of this, out of this team and get them on some, you know, get them on all these, you know, second and shorts, third and shorts, you know, being able to kind of move the ball. That's a, that's a different kind of game than, than the game Carson was playing the first four weeks of the season. So, Listen, I, I, I'm not saying Carson's a good quarterback by any means. I'm just saying let's not pretend like Taylor's, you know, Taylor's a Taylor's a star. Let's I keep, wouldn't say Taylor's a star.
4: I would never get confused <laughs> with Taylor being a star. But this whole equation works better with him in there because of the mobility, because he uses Terry McLaurin, which Carson wasn't doing, and Carson was regressing. Taylor, while he may not be progressing, I think he's at least consistently average. Carson with the lows and the highs makes this more volatile. And I think this team is best when they can predict what the offense is going to do and let the defense shine. I would hate to see Carson Wentz in this lineup again. I just,
2: I won't go as far as Pete, who's kind of been pretty far the whole time. I don't know that today would have been much of a difference between Taylor and Carson, but Taylor really made plays in that Philly game. And that I'll give him credit for that. Um, Yeah. Dude, today, though, the whole team, you could tell that it felt like they they knew they could win and they just didn't. <laughs> a buddy of mine texted me, it's like they're playing with their food. Like, you know how, like, when a cat kills a mouse, it, like, plays with it? Like, that's what the second yeah. half was. Like, they were just, like, kind of. Dude, I can't stress it enough. That Houston team, John McClain is, like, a legendary NFL reporter who's covered killing them. Yeah, dude. I I I know and respect and like really look up to that dude and went up to him um at halftime and he's like this is the worst offense I've ever covered. <laughs> like there. I'm sorry awful. for John McTlane. So, I'm sorry for him. What do you want to do here? Game balls? Rapid fire. Yeah,
4: let's do some Payne, game balls. I think we can each go around. Payne Allen Sweat lead the charge. <laughs> Pretty easy there. Mitch, you got Forrest, a couple? Derek Forrest. Uh sure. I'll go Kendall Fuller, first ever touchdown. Um Maybe there was like a little bit of That's a lull crazy. For it's his first
2: touchdown.
4: Right, I think maybe there could have been a lull, but when your defender gets a pick six on the second play of the game, that will wake you up out of whatever perhaps lull you would have been in. So I think that was really important to give them that spark. And then I'll go, with Joey Sly, three for three, hit his extra points, and he's got seven field goals in the past six days. That dude uh, took some heat early on in the season and in the preseason, but right now he's absolutely nails on special teams.
2: Curtis Samuel, dude. I mean, he had the touchdown, and this stat that came out during the game, Samuel becomes one of four wide receivers in the Super Bowl era with 600-plus six hundred rush yards, six rushing touchdowns, 2,500 receiving yards, 15 receiving touchdowns in a career. The others on the list, Jerry Rice,
0: Tyreek Hill, and Eric Metcalf. Pretty damn elite. Antonio Gibson, uh, I thought he looked explosive today, uh, both in the pass game and the and, and the run game. Uh, he he was clearly the better back between the two with Brian Robinson, but B Rob ran the ball well too. But I was impressed with Gibson. He hit the holes. Uh, he hit some holes hard.
4: Last one for me, and then we'll go to our recaps. Logan Thomas, by far his best game of the season. He may not be all the way back. I, I think that touchdown chance he had in the back right of the end zone. Maybe if he's a little healthier, he can jump up to stab it. But really cool to see him in the mix and gives this offense another weapon. All right, just go. real quick, we got to give a bit- that that is a that is a spot
2: for a team to mess up and they didn't and one of you guys said that on pregame, and i'm agreeing with whichever one of you said it
4: um i'll take credit for it so you can agree with me and mitch was not the genius who said whatever you think we said
0: um i think that's exactly over-unders. what i said too on pregame, but that's okay go to <laughs>
4: Heineke, 215 and a half. He was under. J.P. and Mitch were correct. Robinson rush yards, 63 and a half. He was under. Pete was correct. So we're all tied going to the final. Well, we all took under on the Heineke roller coaster index, and he cruised to that under, so nobody wins this week. Um, 100 chips. J.P. Washington minus three. He picks a winner. Nailed it. 100 chips for him there. He's up to 270 on the year. Mitch took Robinson touchdown. Did not come through. I'm sorry, Mitch. You're down to minus 265. And then I had Curtis... Samuel, touchdown, plus 205. Curtis found pay dirt, helped me out. I'm up to 130 on the season. And uh, our side bets, JP had Sam Howell to play. It sure looked like he was about to get there, but he didn't, so I don't owe JP 100-some bucks. Um, And the the somewhat controversy, I picked the Benjamin bet score again, Washington 23, Houston 10. However, it feels kind of shady to shake my friends out of another 100 bucks, so I think I'll just get a nice pat on the back from you guys, and we'll move on, no harm, no foul.
2: Happy to have a real
0: discussion on that. Now very is impressive. Time yeah, I'm now's not the time. But that was very it was very impressive, Pete. Well done. Thank you. Uh, very impressive. I pulled the score out of
4: my butt, and it happened to be right. I can't believe it. I'll never do it again. Um, lastly, that is it. JP, you have your interviews with Kendall Fuller first, and then Curtis Samuel, two guys, the only two commanders who stood in the end zone at NRG Stadium today. We have three minutes left on our free Zoom does anybody have anything else to say?
0: Do we have to do what makes you smile quickly?
4: Yeah, what made me smile brought to you by Teethkeepers.com. They provide high quality vision and dental care. Um,
0: look, uh, Mitch, you go first as I think of one. <laughs> <laughs> you really were. Um, this was uh, not um, necessarily commanders related, but our guy, Mori Povich, who uh, loves the pod and loves being a guest, was inducted into the uh, Greater Washington Jewish Sports Hall of Fame. That made me smile. Wow, that's a really big reach, Mitch. But Let's congrats
1: go. to
4: Mori, and I love that for him. Maybe we'll be able to like speak at the ceremony, but I guess it already happened. So Never mind. Uh, what made me smile is that JP and I could write our stories and submit them well before the fourth quarter ended because that's what happens with good teams. We never experienced that. So I liked having a stress-free afternoon. JP, what made you smile with those pearly whites?
2: I'll tell you what doesn't make me smile is the Houston Hobby Airport. Um, what does, what's up, man? How you doing, dude? Uh, Nice to meet you. Um, what does make me smile? It's pretty remarkable that they had a win to go 65 and get into serious playoff contention, and neither of you dopes picked anything about the game. Um, I, if you like, if you're a football fan and like a real football fan, the way that defensive line performed today, that made you smile. I mean, they were dominant against a lesser opponent. That the poor kid playing center for the Texans. I mean, I hope he calls his mom after the game and she's like, It's all right, I still love you. Like, I mean, that was just abuse of the highest order. Um and that made me smile, man. Like, we talk all the time about how the commanders have invested all this on the defensive line and they should be really good. And I think I'm frozen right now. You got some hear me but got you. if you like if you like football the effort from that D line has got to make you smile
4: yes and jp making it to the end of this podcast made me smile jp go like punch a hole in a wall or scream at somebody you're done uh, we'll I, talk I to I you all
2: what's the tallest bridge we'll in america this week chesapeake bay bridge
4: week. we are covering a potential playoff squad and it feels so damn good And we'll talk to you later in the week. Happy pre-Thanksgiving. Mitch, I love you. Have a good trip home. JP, I love you. Keep your blood pressure down. Listeners, I love you. Thanks for listening. Here comes JP.
0: blood pressure gets high. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection and service, check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes, check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections, check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story horseman chrysler jeep dodge ram let's ride together
2: kendall thank you for making time with us uh great team win today i think defensively you guys played pretty close to your best how, how did it feel for you
1: i felt pretty good uh, especially in the first half i think we were just clicking on all cylinders guys were playing aggressive making their plays and uh, one thing you know john preaching the locker room was finishing out games you know just playing to our standard all four quarters and uh, that's something that we want to pick up on next week Let's talk about you
2: getting the scoring started today yeah. with that pick six. What'd you see? How'd you know to jump that route? Was it from film study or just a reaction?
1: Yeah, just a little bit of both. Uh, you know, watching the film, just being prepared, understanding the concepts that they're running, and then just being able to use my eyes and, and kind of look at the quarterback, read the quarterback, and make a play on the ball and get into the end zone, which was a good, good start for the team.
2: How good did it feel getting in the end? I couldn't believe when I saw seven years in the yeah. NFL, that's your first
1: pick six. I know. I was recently thinking about that, that I haven't scored yet. But I'm, I'm glad I, I crossed that off the list and uh, hopefully more to come. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what about the effort from the guys
2: up front, man? Yeah. I, I, how nice is it to play corner when they're harassing a quarterback like that? Between
1: Payne, Allen, and Sweat, mm-hmm. those guys just had huge days. Yeah, I love it, man. We we talk every, every week, man. I, I remember I used to always go up to them. Them dudes like, hey, y'all eat, I eat. And they come up to me like, hey, you eat, we eat. And uh, that's just the 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 dominance that those guys have, man, the work that they put in throughout the week and uh, the preparation that you see them put put in, it doesn't surprise you once you come out here on Sundays and see them dominate. Brian Mitchell has a question for you in the studio. Well, Kendra,
2: they say that uh, defensive backs are blue, put in as a defensive back because they can't catch the football. But I know in your family <laughs> you have multiple defensive backs and you had a receiver in the family too. Did you pick up a little
1: bit yeah. of the
5: receiver tactics from your brother?
1: Yeah, for sure. Corey, Corey definitely had hands. And I was uh the the guys don't believe it, but I was a pretty good wideout in high school too. So I think I was one of those that chose to play DB.
4: All right,
2: gotcha, gotcha. I believe that you were pretty good in high school at wideout. Just so – if you need somebody to back you up, yeah. I, I believe that. I, got, I,
1: I appreciate that. I think I got to take the
2: prove it too. Something tells me that a guy that's played seven years in the NFL, probably pretty good in high school. Oh, I'm yeah. just going to go on a, on a limb there. Um, a couple of young guys I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Derek Force, mm-hmm. second-year player, was hurt most of his rookie year. Mm-hmm. What kind of contributions is he making out there?
1: Man, just his energy, man, and sometimes it's not all the rah rah, but just the the speed that he plays with. Uh, he's one of those guys. Me and Bobby was just talking, like, man, D'Fol gonna run to the ball, and whether that's whether that's tackling, getting picks, uh, making the hustle plays, he's gonna run to the ball. And uh, that energy that you just that speed that you feel on the field, uh, that's that's something that we need, and that's something that we feed off of. And
2: then- a guy that had a tough rookie season, but Jamin Davis is mm-hmm. is really starting to play good football. He's starting to take command of the huddle. What have you seen in Jamin's growth?
1: Uh, Just playing more free. Uh, playing more free and just taking taking strides in the film room. You know, him and – since Cole's got hurt, I know Cole's been, been – preparing with them a lot more, getting them in the film room, trying to prepare him for, for Sundays. Uh, and I think that's the biggest thing, you know, we all know that he can fly around on the field, use his speed and make plays. But I think just taking that next step in terms of preparation in the film room has definitely been helpful for him.
2: How, how close is this defense to, to play in their best?
1: I mean, week in and week out, we just keep on getting better. Uh, and I think that's the thing. Like you can go out there and have a, a perfect game on Sunday and it's still going to be, you, when you watch tape, there's always li- things to improve on. So, uh, I think that's something that you always strive. You strive to reach perfection, knowing that you never get there, and uh, you just keep on hunting, keep on going after it, and uh, you know just letting it all loose on Sundays. Last one. Let's
2: put him on the spot. Uh, Santana Moss <laughs> is quite a receiver. I, I assume Santana was good in high school. Santana, do you believe that Kendall was a good high school wide receiver?
5: It's in his pedigree, man. Yeah. I'm riding with you, Kendall. No. Real one. Hate, Real one. The, Real one. Look, it, you know what? It's kind of hard for a guy to grow up in that kind of household with all those brothers and think he played one position. I played corner, and folks don't believe that, but I was, you know, I prefer corner mm-hmm. at one point in time, but I just didn't want to be hitting guys see 200 it. plus pounds, you know what I mean? So, I you know, I opted out and say I'd be a receiver for a time, but I definitely side with Kendall. <laughs> I, I got I have one you. Point. Better wide receiver or better golfer, Kendall? Which one are you? Ooh,
1: <laughs> what's the handicap? Well, football season now. What are you like a thirteen? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly at golf right now. <laughs> it might be ugly at receiver right now too, though. Good. I don't know. <laughs>
2: That's pick your poison right
1: now. You want <laughs> you
2: want to give Good Counsel some love since we're talking high schools?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I know they they lost in the playoffs, but they uh, I like what they're doing. They, they're they're building up, and I think some championships are coming at Good Counsel. Uh, so. I love my alma mater, man. We got so many guys. Shoot, I had I had Stephon in front of me, so I had no choice but to be good at receiver. Yeah, maybe that's why the BCC Ooh. Barons weren't know. very good because yes. I was and, on the field. They might know. they yes. might
2: need Coach Fuller to show up on a day off. Who knows?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm definitely oh. there. I, I train with those guys a lot in the summer, so i will definitely definitely stay go. with them. It's
4: love great. it. Thanks guys thank so much. Out, we appreciate right, it. Congrats, congrats on the congrats,
2: win, Kendall. Curtis, thank you for taking the time. How are you guys feeling, man? It was a good team win today. At probably led by the defense but offensively you guys did enough to get the w
5: i mean we're feeling great i mean we're not satisfied though i mean we know um there's a lot of things we can clean up out here on this field you know to be a better team
2: what does it mean for you now that you guys are have a winning record like the playoff conversation very real you got atlanta coming into town next week what is the vibe in that locker room
5: i mean our mindset each and every week is one week at a time one point at a time um just go out to have try to have a great practice week you know great preparation you know let the game take care of itself
2: was there any concern coming off the philadelphia game and the emotional high that that created
5: that, that you guys might have a letdown here in houston not at all i mean we don't let wins like that you know bring too much emotion out of us to where we don't focus on our next opponent we didn't really focus on what their record was we understand that nfl team they got great guys on that side of the ball our job was to come out here and just get a win
2: I try to tell people that you are a natural running back because you were a running back. Can you tell the world that you were a running back and that you do you feel just as comfortable there as outside lined up for a pass?
5: I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but I played running back my whole life. I didn't really make the receiver switch until college. See, um, I knew that. My, se- my got to se- tell the people. <laughs> I played, I, my, my freshman year college, I played running back the whole year. If y'all go back and look at the stats, I pl- I didn't play receiver at all. My second year at college, that's when I first started playing receiver. Like I say this, I'm a receiver, but at heart, I'm a running back.
2: Well, I, I, Ohio State recruits some pretty good running backs, so I imagine you were pretty good at it. I thought I was coming in to play receiver, and then it hit me with the okey-doke. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian Mitchell has a question for you. Another guy that got moved around some positions. Wait well, B- Go ahead. I had a question, but you just asked the question. I, I wanted to know question, what he liked the most being a receiver yeah, I mean, or a running back. You know what? Listen, I think he does well
5: at all of them. I just wanted to find out which one he likes the most. <laughs> Honestly, just put the ball in my hands. I'm going to make something happen. There you go. Great answer. <laughs> all right. Great answer. That, that, that's the easy answer. <laughs> uh, what's it
2: like playing with Taylor now? Because the team, I don't think it's directly attributable to him, but the, the the hot streak has also happened with Taylor at quarterback.
5: I mean, unfortunately, you know, Carson went down. But like I say all the time, our job as receivers is not to focus on who's at quarterback. Our job is to make their life easier, make the game easier for them, try to get open, you know, win the matchups early, and, you know, just go out there be a playmaker. Will this be a
2: more subdued flight home than uh, the flight home from Philly? I mean, it's going to be a great
5: flight home. You know, we're excited about going home, you know, with, a, uh, with another win. And we're just going to start back up this week.
0: The talent that he I'm has. F- I'm, I'm throwing
4: up in my mouth right now as you talk about this,
3: by the way. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Chantilly Kia. Let's ride together.